directly by UBC students. The UBC is your source for on-campus news, culture, and sports. New editions come out every Monday and Thursday. For breaking news as well as amazing videos and blogs, check out ubc.ca. Another night's work well done. And so easy without that nuisance Spider-Man. I didn't know you cared. You! Yes, Electro, and I'm going to short-circuit you once and for all. You would have been better off in the hands of the police. You are no match for my power. It takes more than power to win. It takes brains and knowing your enemy. I'll pick my power against your brains any day. What was that? That, my thieving fiend, is the result of brains. Use your brain. Turn off all the lights when you leave a room. If every household in BC turned off one light bulb for four hours a day for one year, it would save enough electricity to power all the homes in Mission for an entire year. This Power Smart Play brought to you by BC Hydro Power Smart and CITR 101.9 FM. There's only one way that old clunker is going to make you feel good again. Donate it to Bullying Canada. Check this out. Free towing or pickup of your old vehicle. A tax-deductible receipt. And a super easy process. Online at BullyingCanada.ca. Get rid of that old vehicle and feel good about supporting real solutions for change in your community. Donate your old or used vehicle to Bullying Canada today. Full details online at BullyingCanada.ca. Are you looking for a volunteer opportunity that fits your schedule? Being a big sister takes less time than you think, and you can choose the volunteer opportunity that fits your life. Spend just one hour a week as a study buddy, tutor, or two hours a week as a big sister. Check out the various mentoring programs at Big Sisters of BC Lower Mainland and find a volunteer position and a little sister that will suit you to a T. Visit bigsisters.bc.ca for more information today. Canadians are being bought and sold. We can no longer ignore this reality. Each of the 27 million human trafficking victims around the globe has a unique story. 80% of victims are women. 50% are children. This is not only a global injustice, but a local reality. It is happening right now in my community. We are asking you to take action today. Visit endexploitation.com. Get informed and take action. British anti-slavery leader William Wilberforce once said, Having heard all this, you may choose to look the other way, but you can never say again that you did not know. Only question now is what will you do? Join us and help eliminate human slavery in Canada. There are a lot of things you're not allowed to grow in your basement in Vancouver. Vegetables are not one of those things. SPEC and the YWCA are excited to introduce the Urban Farmer Field School. The UFFS provides hands-on training in sustainable agriculture, small farm business planning, and community food action. 
Class instructors are experts in urban agriculture, food systems, and plant mind control. The integrated curriculum is divided between classroom theory and practical learning. For more information, please visit the interweb and search for Farmer Field School at spec.bc.ca. Open Media International is a non-profit, non-partisan organization working towards informed, citizen-driven internet policy. Open Media believes in keeping the internet uncensored, open, innovative, secure, and providing universal access to fast and affordable networks. If you would like Open Media to keep campaigning for citizens and internet policy, you can donate to them at openmedia.org or openmedia.ca. You can also find them on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Google+. My address is 29 I, I can't Street. understand you. You need to speak English. Hey, Polly, that remark is totally inappropriate. I know you're new here, but this is a safe harbor office. We're committed to treating all of our clients respectfully. What would you do if you were this witness? Safe Harbor Respect for All provides diversity workshops across Canada with funding from the Government of Canada. Visit safeharbor.ca. Respect for all. Pass it on. band playing on and on and on. Gosh, so loud. Man, I wish we had a safe place to play music. Yeah, and shows too. The Safe Amplification Site Society is a non-profit group dedicated to establishing a legal, affordable, all-ages venue for music and arts in Vancouver. For more information or to get involved, check out www.safeamp.org. This is my life. I I wake up in the morning, I eat, I sleep, I shit. Breakfast with the Browns. So whatever it is, but I never shut it off for five minutes. I can't wait to impress my friends with my astounding knowledge. Cool. Join your favorite Brownsters and tune in and listen to the best selection of down-tempo electro-pop lounge core. Strictly Squaresville. Remember. Subtle. Basic. Breakfast with the Browns on CITR 101.9 FM every Monday morning from 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. The older I get, the more life starts to make sense and the less I care. Now we're riding the rainbow clouds and we're making it like young. Now we're riding the rainbow to Cloudsville And we're making it like you Now we're riding the rainbow to Cloudsville You know, you can give a hundred Hey! Let's talk about food and music Eating and grooving, munching and moving Forking and spooning, listening to tunes, yeah. Dinner's on soon, and to get ready for, ready for peanut butter and jams.
You're listening to Peanut Butter and Jams with hosts Brenda and Jordy on CITR 101.9, exploring local music and local food. Tune in to learn about the best eats and tunes from your neighborhood and a weekly pairing for your date calendar. Warning, the endorsements and criticism expressed during the show are the opinions of the hosts, unless clearly identified as advertising. Put in your earbuds and fire up your taste buds. It's Peanut Butter and Jams. This is CITR 101.9 FM, and you're listening to Peanut Butter and Jams. This is Brenda in studio, and we're just waiting for host Jordi Yao to show up. Uh, this show's going to be pretty exciting. We've got our first ever live in-studio performance. Robin Jacob from Fistful of Snacks has joined us, and in about 10 minutes she'll play live, and we'll have a chance to ask her some questions about her music. Uh, one of the reasons we first uh, twigged onto her stuff is because she's all about snacks, and uh, there are a few... Very few musicians that are topical around food, even though most people and most musicians can blab about food for a very long time. Anyway, so we're going to start with a couple tracks just to get settled. Uh, the first track is a band, a local band called Wake Owl. I'm going to play the song Days in the Sun.
of CITR and get great discounts on Commercial Drive and in other areas at Bone Rattle Music, High Life Records, People's Co-op Bookstore, Audio Pile Records, Bad Bird Media, Bam Merch Canada, and the Vancouver Music Gallery. Wow, it sure does pay to be a friend of CITR. To find out more, visit us in room 233 of the sub on the UBC campus or go online to www.citr.ca. Keep smiling, keep shining, knowing you can always count on me, for sure, that's what friends are for. How much do you know about bikes? Everything? Perfect. Nothing at all? Even better. At the UBC Bike Kitchen, you can use our space and tools to do your own bike maintenance, get one-on-one instruction on how to fix your bike yourself, or drop your bike off for us to repair. You can also buy a fully refurbished, guaranteed used bicycle, or a variety of new and used parts and accessories. The Bike Kitchen is UBC's non-profit, student-owned, full-service bike shop. We're located in the basement of the Student Union Building. Just look for the stairwell on the north side of the sub across from Gage Towers, or search for the UBC Bike Kitchen on Facebook. Stop by the Bike Kitchen, and then get riding.
and we're back. So we played a track by Wake Owl and then a track by the new Mac DeMarco album that everyone is playing like crazy. The song was Brother and the album was Salad Days. Um, so we're going to just play a few more tracks uh, waiting for Jordy to show up. Um, but yeah, Robin, uh, Robin Jacob is here with me in the studio and in about 10 minutes we'll have a live performance. I'm actually going to play one of her tracks next. It's called I Like Food, and it's one of the reasons why uh, we started playing Robin's stuff in the first place. Yes, here you go.
And we're back. You're listening to CITR 101.9 FM. And hurrah, Jordy has made it. Yay, I'm here. I'm so sorry I was late, listeners. He had a harrowing bus journey across downtown. It has never taken me so long to get from downtown to UBC as it did, which apparently took an hour and a half or so. That is crazy. And Jordy actually has a new job editing food cookbooks yeah food cookbooks food <laughs> or cookbooks, cookbooks. food <laughs> so uh, i'm sure he's gonna have a new wealth of information to share with us or a new a whole new pocket of guests to invite to our show i'm hoping so so congratulations jordy thank you um so now uh we're going to throw over to our live in studio performance with fistful of snacks yay Thanks for tuning in, everybody. I'm Robin and Fistful of Snacks. Um, this song is called A Rope. Oops, sorry.
Should I do another one? <laughs> um, okay. Maybe I'll do one more, and then we can chat for a bit. This one is called Paper Human, and um, it's uh, the third track on my album. I'm promoting a new album. It's called Climb the Glass Mountain. Um, and Paper Human was one of the first tunes I wrote for Vocal Quartet, um, which I'm I'm thinking that I'm going to... I'm trying to put that together again. I actually had a rehearsal with uh, three other girls earlier today. That was really fun, so... Um, We'll see how that goes. But um, Paper Human, on the album, uh, my friend Kevin from the band Spring, or used to be the SSRIs, he's a fantastic drummer. And actually, the whole album was recorded by Joe Hirabayashi, who um, is also a member of the same band. Um, and Kevin was asked by us to come and jam out on this tune, and he hadn't heard it ever. Um, and he came and just sort of laid down two tracks, like improv over the song. And we had mapped this um, electric kit with paper sounds. Um, and he basically, we just took the two tracks and layered them and kept that for like the record cut. <laughs> so it's pretty awesome. And let me get set up here. Awesome.
so much, Robin. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I have a band camp going. It's just fistful of snacks, but it's O without the F. And without an apostrophe. It's just fistful of snacks at .bandcamp.com. Um, and then that will link to um, my Tumblr and stuff that will that has links to my shows, etc. <laughs> so, Robin, can you tell us a bit about your musical influences? Um, okay, well... I um, listened to a lot of really weird stuff when I was going to university here. And I was like um, really, really into the most like grating, ear grating kind of sounds. Did you attend a lot of thick jazz? And yeah, stuff like that, that yeah. kind of stuff for sure. Because I think I was coming from this like, I don't really know what I really liked. And then going into music school and everyone's like, you know, kind of I was fighting against that like the classics are the best kind of attitude and so I was like really into a lot of contemporary art music and stuff that was just very difficult listening um and uh it's funny like when I had my show here if I w when I was scanning through music for that kind of it was that qu sort of that kind of show mm -hmm. as well um what was your show called the rib <laughs> It was really good. <laughs> it was fun. I miss it. Podcasts I actually hosted oh, it yeah. once. Oh, yeah. You subbed in for me <laughs> yeah, once. Yeah, I did. That's awesome. Um, yeah, and so I remember going through, like, you'd, you'd see, like, the genre labels of other music and be like, singer-songwriter, and I just, like, wouldn't even listen to it. And so it's really funny because now, as a singer-songwriter, like, I'm, I sort of, you know, I'm sort of kicking myself for that. <laughs> um. But your your style of singer songwriting is not I like I imagine what you thought of singer songwriter when you were dismissing right. these things. Yeah, I think I'm learning a lot. Like lately, in the past couple of years, I'm learning a lot about the art of songwriting, and how, you know, you can be a singer and a songwriter, but that means so many different things. And just sort of getting exposed to more interesting songwriting, mm -hmm. it's just really opened my eyes. Um, Actually, my friend Lindy, who plays, she's she goes as Lindy Gray and sometimes Lindy Gray and the Crow's Nest. We had our CD release together, and she's an amazing musician. She says that she prefers songwriter-singer. It's the other way. Oh, yeah, so <laughs> fo the focus on the songwriting. As yeah, to, just as, as, as it, yeah, singing. exactly, exactly. Um, so I think that's a, that's a thing for me, too. So other singer-songwriters or songer- Song songwriter singers, songwriter singers singer. that you would listen to or or maybe recommend to other people. Who would those people be? Um, actually, for local um, stuff, I'm really into the End Tree right now. There, I they have I think one and maybe they're working on another album right now. Um, there, Ma Martin Risley from Maria in the Shower is the cellist, and then there's. Aiden playing violin and another, um, and then, oh God, this is awful. I hope he doesn't listen to this. Um, Elliot Vaughn, that's it, playing viola. And they're all singing and playing. Um, and it's it's so beautiful and it's really well-written material. Um, so I'm really going through a phase with them right now. I'm also listening to um, a lot of Julia Holter. I've just sort of gotten into that kind of more dreamy 
landscapey stuff. Um, you were saying you attended UBC. You were in music school here. Yeah. Um, were you were you t- uh, taking voice or? Um, I was studying piano there. Actually, I was. The thing is, I wasn't majoring in in piano. I was majoring in general studies, <laughs> which means that I was not a piano performance major. Mm-hmm. So I was sort of just dabbling in everything, but playing a lot of piano as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is sort of where I found my like of being. My um, found my like of being on stage um where i when i got really into like more new music stuff and i was playing this one piece by yorgi Ligat- ligeti mm-hmm. um he's like who, ligeti is who, like who is yorgi ligeti? he's this crazy composer who passed away um in the, i think 2000 or around there um and he is from transylvania and for real yeah for real uh, but his music is so I didn't cool. I actually know it was real. Yeah, it is real. It's a region. So cool. Uh, yeah. Um, and his music is so fascinating. There's actually a really good BBC documentary about him, I think. Um, but I was playing one of his piano pieces. Um, Kubrick uses his music a fair, fair amount. Eyes wide shut. Eyes right? wide shut. With yeah, the, it's like... Da, 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 da. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that was the piece I was playing, actually. and pointillist. Totally. So I was playing that piece, and I remember being on stage at UBC, uh, just in the recital hall or something, and just like totally loving how you could play with the audience with what you're playing, and sort of like hold them, like, because you practiced it a certain way, but you could pull back a bit and like build some suspense in certain areas. Like, it was just really fun to play with the energy. So when I graduated, um, and I'm not a concert pianist, like, I don't practice more than, I don't really practice. Shh, don't tell anybody. <laughs> um, so when I finished, I was like, I really want to be on stage, but I kind of want to do it my own way, so how can I make that work? And that's sort of how this project got started. Um, w- w- did you form for Shindig, or was that just one of your early shows? That was an early show, yeah. I think it was simultaneously happening, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm but there are a lot of bands that just form just for Shindig. Yeah. It's yeah. pretty hilarious. You 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 occasionally judge Shindig, correct? I haven't yet. You haven't? Yeah, oh. but I'd like ben to. Ben Lai, are you listening? <laughs> <laughs> he will be. <laughs> nice. What were the the best things about studying music at UBC and the worst things? Mm, okay. The best thing was that I learned so much. Like, I really learned a lot. And I had to push through some really tedious stuff to get skills that were like mad skills at the end of the day. (laughs) Um, And um, being in the community where you're like, oh, I need someone who plays clarinet for this project. Like, oh, here's six clarinet players. They're all sort of like, you know, maybe they're not too busy to do it. That was a big uh, plus. Um, But maybe one of the negative sides would be that I feel like a lot of times people at the university... um, uh, in music get kind of tunnel vision and they get stuck in their own like what they're doing and I don't feel a, a large level of engagement with the artistic community at large um, and I, I felt that a lot more at UBC than like if I would go to a show at VCC or something I felt like people were much more hip to what was going on and there was a lot more like cross-pollination going on um, but it's just a different world like the classical institution versus like a jazz school um it's like yeah do more people at ubc end up uh just staying in the in the classical world or you know there's so many people that finish school there i have no idea what they do after 
<laughs> some I people think some of them become doctors yeah maybe totally <laughs> yeah but well, a lot well brenda you went to music school i did go to music school and it, it was a somewhat stifling environment full mm-hmm. of perfectionists that didn't really engage with the rest of the community on issues or music mm-hmm. that way so it wasn't necessarily the place where i wanted to stay but um yeah a lot become teachers because mm-hmm. there aren't a lot of jobs mm-hmm. elsewhere yeah yeah should i play another couple of tunes yes yes please yeah I do it i have some more questions but okay play, cool. play a song or two first okay cool um i'm gonna play um hmm Oh, there's so many to choose from. Well, I mentioned the quartet earlier, and so I'm going to play one that's a little bit sparser and very repetitive, I think. It's funny how, I wonder what other bands think of their own music. They're like, oh, this is the boring one. Like, this is sort of sometimes how I feel about my songs. They're like, this one's like the one that's less weird or more weird. Um, it's called Bird Song. And I'm really into rounds, so there's a bit of a round in here, but when I get the quartet going, we sang through it today, it was pretty rad, but anyway.
play one more that's uh, actually a newer one. Um, it's not on the album, but I like playing it after this song because it has sort of the same sound. <laughs>
bit that you just came back from a short tour around Alberta. Yeah, we went, uh, well, we played here. It was, I did my CD release here and we <laughs> left two we? days. Um, myself and Lindy Gray and No Mothers. So No Mothers is a fiddle duo who sing and they have some really, really good original tunes and they also play some of the classic fiddle, raucous foot stomping stuff. So them and I left, um, I guess last Saturday, Easter weekend, and we went to Kelowna and then we went up to Edmonton and did like the whole Edmonton, Calgary, Lethbridge, like came back. Uh, it was really fun. We came back through Caslow which is a beautiful place. Um, and I hadn't really been to the Kootenays before. So it was really nice. Like I was playing that other song about birds mm -hmm. and there's like ravens flying around <laughs> all over outside. It was pretty You frail. were playing outside? No, no. We were playing at this wonderful cafe called the Bluebell. Yeah. But it's such a, it's such a cute place. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, how many uh, other radio stations did you run into along the uh, way? Yeah, we should have actually visited the one in Edmonton, but we ended up playing at CJSW in Calgary, nice. which was really cool. The station's baller. It's really <laughs> intense over there. They've well, got a lot our, of our station will be baller soon. Yeah. <laughs> Once we get a new one. You're right. Yeah, soon. Okay. The station in Lethbridge is pretty supportive, too. Yeah, we should have done that one. We should have yeah. hit that one up. They're pretty funny. Um, yeah, so what did you notice going on? Was this your first tour? Yeah, it was my first tour. So um, a lot of my friends were like, okay, well, you know, so first tour, no one knows who you are. Um, if one person comes to your show, you should feel really good, really good. <laughs> and it was kind of like people that. people come like, to your show? Did one person you know, come? Once in a while, like our show in Kelowna, I think, other than um, our, like my couch surfer who brought somebody, um, there was one person that came out and it was like so weird because so I did you feel pretty good I felt I was yeah it was our first show so we were like oh it's just our first show it's fine um, and uh, it was it was weird like because you know you're in a place where how do you do all that promotion and you're you're like two bands that no one really knows yet and uh, we did have a one local musician um, and so we went on from there, and uh, it 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 got better as we went on. But that was definitely like a oh yeah, this is real. Like it's not like playing in Vancouver. <laughs> <laughs> um, are you playing anytime soon? Um, I actually don't have any shows booked um, from here till whenever. Uh, since I got back a week ago, I think I've also just been tired of like promoting myself. Mm -hmm. That's sort of been like, yeah, no one wants to hear about it anymore. I'm just going to like lay low. <laughs> but um, I'd like to do a show soon. Um, what I would love to do is get the quartet, like get a few songs under their belts and then like do a nice um, big show kind of showcasing that as a new project mm -hmm. um, with a lot of the same material. Like you, most of the songs on this record are, were originally written for quartet. Um, and then I rearranged them to work when I'm just playing solo because I wanted to have a way to, like as a pianist, like I was talking with you, Brenda, earlier, like the most awkward instrument to bring anywhere slash you just can't, like if you're going to play acoustic. Um, so I was, I think about a year and a half ago, I was thinking about that and I was like, well, maybe, I know, probably two years ago, it's like maybe I should just write stuff for voice and then just have and some more you don't singers. need to carry anything yeah and like the three singers are my piano and uh unfortunately a lot of the songs are like that where they like don't get a break <laughs> so 
but I have some pretty good singers right now. I'm excited about where it'll go. So they would sing a repetitive accompaniment under your... Yeah, they're doing a lot of loopy stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... Is that really hard for them to sing constantly for the whole song? Or? It t- it's a stamina thing, too. And it's yeah. also a tuning thing. Not a lot of them are really easy, like, to tune. Um, so they're they're tough songs. <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, it's doable, I think. I hope. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you'll find out. Yeah, I'll find out. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, I hear that you like food. I do like food. Um, the <laughs> we played that song earlier. Did you play it earlier? <laughs> yeah. I've heard that. I've heard that song um, a few times. We we considered it as the theme song for the show for a while. <laughs> yeah, that's funny because um, I actually don't know how to play that song anymore, or like I haven't like played that song You're in so long. Yeah, um, and there's a few songs um, from the first album which is called, of course, The Journey, that I, like, never play. And it's, I don't know, I guess it's just as, like, your writing progresses and as you go through different kind of phases, you it's like reading your old journal, you know? You're like, oh, God, I remember <laughs> when I was like that. Oh. <laughs> so is there, a, is there a restaurant you've been to lately or a meal that you've made that you've been really excited about? Um, I ate at Deserts today on the drive. That place is my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so good and so cheap and it's so close to where I live. Um, what did you have? The chef special. Chef special. Yeah. It's the only thing to have. No, it's not. It's the thing to have first there. <laughs> Sarah's um, nodding. Yeah. That, that is the it's only really thing good. to have. Yeah. <laughs> and what was the special today? It's always the same thing, I think. Really? Yeah. It's like everything that they have put in one plate with like some naan. It's so good. Um, and it's a lot of food a lot of food but yeah that's like my current obsession right now cool do you have any more questions brenda uh no uh i I, I don't i don't at the moment either um but do do you have time for one more song yeah i can play one more cool for sure um so you you're or two whatever whatever you want okay i'll do two i'll do two i'll do um yeah i'll do two more songs Okay, um, you are listening to CITR 101.9 FM, and this is Fistful of Snacks. The, the performer is Fistful of Snacks. This is Peanut Butter and Jams, the radio show. <laughs> snacks and Jams. Um, okay, this one that I'm going to play is called Throwing Stones, and it is the um, last song on my record. Um, and yeah, it's kind of about how therapeutic it is to throw rocks sometimes. <laughs> He was awake that whole time Once again Here I am By the still 
last one I'm going to do today is called Glass Mountain. This is the title track for my album, Climb the Glass Mountain. Um, I'd like to thank Jordi and uh, Brenda once more for having me on the show. Thanks, you guys are awesome. Um, they're running to the other booth again to get ready for the rest of their show. They're not done till 7.30. Um, yeah, I'm Fistful of Snacks, and you're listening to CITR. I forgot in a child I forgot in a faithful child wrapped in a weave of leaves floating down down the river down the
Thank you so much, Robin. Um, we I think we're ready to go to Brenda in the studio now, in the studio across the hall. Thanks, guys. CITR is proud to sponsor Seattle's own The Horde and the Harem in a co-headliner with local favorites, The Ruffle Feathers, at the Cobalt on Thursday, May 15. Tickets available at Zulu, Neptune, High Life, and Red Cat Records, as well as Northern Tickets for $8 plus service charge, $12 at the door. For more band information, visit www.theruffledfeathers.com. Doors at 9. See you there. What you gonna play now? Bobby, I don't know. But whatsoever I play, it's got to be funky. The Soul Ship Enterprise. Saturdays at 7 p.m. CITR 101.9. Thank you so much to Robin Jacob for that beautiful live set. I'm just going to play a couple tracks and then we're going to have a short interview with our correspondent Robert Catherall to talk about the session beer cask festival that's coming up next weekend. Uh, but first we'll play a track by Flash Palace. The other track is called Combined.
To understand more about fashion, we asked CITR student executive and fashion expert Jonathan Q what fashion means to him. Like, it's just aesthetically something that's so ostentatious. Typically, typically. I mean, because of course, I mean, it's also, you know, I mean, when, when you say fashion, I think people are talking explicitly about uh, consumerism as opposed to someone who buys, like, uh, like you know, let's say, you know, someone buys a if you really want to know more about fashion, come on down to CITR in the Student Union Building of UBC and pick up some of our merchandise à la mode. Nous avons t-shirts, sweatshirts, socks, and coffee mugs. But it's also very aesthetically gripping. To keep you styling in support of the station you love. Isn't that right, Jonathan? Well, actually, is it? Because, I mean, you know, I was going to say because of the cultural vacuum that we exist within, but then, you know, uh, really, fashion today is kind of derived from the European idea of couture, and that's been around for centuries. And thank you, Jonathan, for helping us set up. Jonathan and Sarah for helping set up the tech for Fistful of Snacks performance. Yes, huge help. That was the same Jonathan that you just heard. Talking about fashion and couture. Uh, yes, so we have uh, in studio with us Rob, beer correspondent. Rob, beer correspondent, full name. <laughs> yes. I've officially changed it now. So, Rob, uh, what organization are you a part of that you will be talking about their event today? Uh, That's going to be the Campaign for Real Ale Society of British Columbia. Camera. What what does Camera do? Uh, Camera is a consumer advocacy organization for beer drinkers. They they want to improve the beer experience. Exactly. And? And bring real ale. It's not just about drinking. No, it's about policy changes, it's about making it more uh, common sense laws and kind of having a conversation with the government and uh, <clears throat> standing up for a lot of laws that are in place and not enforced that are beneficial to consumers um, as well as industry personnel, but primarily we're a consumer advocacy organization uh, as much as we do deal with um, industry personnel and bars and breweries uh, where people first. Okay, so what's the event that's coming up? Yeah, so on Saturday, May 10th, we have the Spring Sessional Cask Festival um, at the Cobalt, running from 1 to 6 p.m., so that's a good five solid hours of beer tasting. Um, it's a beer... Sounds pretty great. Um, how do... Can pe- is it free, or no, how much is money is free. it? How many dollars? How many dollars? Um, No, that is important. It's $25 if you're a camera member, $30 for the general public otherwise. And it's kind of worth getting a camera membership. Um, It's only $25 a year, so already saving $5 if you come to the festival. It does give you a discount at certain stores too, doesn't it? Yeah, so some places you get, uh, if you go to a bar or pub, you get 10 or 20% off food sometimes. some liquor stores will give you a discount, 5-10% off of craft beer, um, other things like that. So it does have its benefits as well as uh, we throw about six or seven events a year that are beer festivals. And you get just discounted tickets for those as well as um, access to our educational seminars that we throw. Oh, geez, they're happening at least once a month now. So all sorts of benefits. So let's talk about the, about the festival. Uh, you were saying that there's six, five hours of tasting? It's five hours. 
Um, but these are all beers, as the name implies. They're session beers. So people might think that five hours of beer tasting is a bit over the top. But session <laughs> beers. One session. <laughs> one session. <laughs> yes. Uh, no, so session beers are traditionally around uh, 4.5% alcohol by volume or less. Um, so we're going to see a lot of beers around the 3 and 4% marks. So, you know, over five hours, is, it's, it's great. It's not unmanageable by any means. Um, if you do want to go out afterwards and you want to really get loaded, there's a distiller's festival happening afterwards. So When the proof goes way up. Exactly. <laughs> so it's kind of an interesting, it'll be an interesting day to see what happens. I will not be attending the, uh, the second event, but um, I'm really excited. There's not too many breweries showcasing low alcohol beers but uh with all the high alcohol you know ipas russian imperial stouts double ipas etc etc um it's great that you can go out and just have a beer that's really relaxing you know around 3.8 percent or even lower um i was in toronto over christmas had a beer that was 2.8 percent loved it so what was it it was the um it was from Bellwoods Brewery, which is a new brewery out of Toronto, and it's called the Stay Classy Light Session Ale. <laughs> so if you want to stay classy. Will that be will that be available at this? It will not. It's on, that's only that's what sort of stuff will be available? Uh there's twenty casks from a variety of uh Vancouver, Victoria, BC brewers. Mm-hmm. And then we've got four collaboration casks, so that they're only going to be available once, um, and they're collaborating with Van Brewers, which is a local homebrewers club in Vancouver. Um, so there's going to be four mystery casks with some professional homebrewers, which should be good. We've got one uh, Camrys uh, Parallel 49 collaboration cask mm-hmm. as well coming up. We've got one cask from the new bar manager at the Cobalt. Mark, oh. Mark Smith has actually done a collaboration cask as well. I'm not sure who he brewed it with exactly, but uh, he'll be bringing his... Right into his own home. Exactly. So he's got a lot to live up to. And there's also going to be a couple cider casks. Interesting. What's, what does cast cider taste like? This will be my first adventure in cast cider, so I'm not sure what to expect. But if someone wanted to have the same adventure, they could they could join you on Saturday. <laughs> yes, yeah. they could. Yeah. Um, but hopefully, yeah, you know, if you want to bring your friends out and they're gluten-free, um, there will be cider casks available. I imagine they'll go pretty quick, but, um, we're just trying to make it accessible to everyone and kind of interesting, right? So that's about six or seven casks that you'll probably never see, well, you definitely never see again. And then, uh, most of the commercial casks as well, you, you won't find that style. Again, that's a great thing about casks and what get, mm-hmm. gets people really out to these festivals, as well as the fact that you're never going to drink the same beer again because they're one-off casks. So it's, it should be really exciting. So it's almost 30 casks, so that's a lot of tasting. Yeah, it's a lot. 30, I imagine you, you don't have to drink a whole beer. You can no, drink, no, no. You can drink tasting sizes. Yes, uh, I believe it's going to be a four-ounce taster. Yeah. Five-ounce so. taster glass. Okay, five-ounce. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, there's a great sentence on the website to to quote the website. The purpose of these beers is to allow repeated consumption over a long session without overwhelming the palate or co- coherence of the imbiber. It's very very explicit. Well, there there it it's more about uh, going out and having fun and and not so much about just getting to the end of your 
you're drinking it's day. about the journey you know. not the destination well <laughs> you know it, it's more that kind of european style that you'd find in the uk or in germany or like a, a Prague beer mm-hmm. hall something like that where they have a lot of low alcohol beers traditionally and it's more about the social atmosphere and yeah, you more, can just hang out there all day yeah exactly so um it's good I'm, I'm really happy to see that that's happening in vancouver because uh like i said with the with what's happened the last couple of years is there was kind of a hop race and everyone wanted to have a really high high hoppy beer and those just they tended to be strong beers too exactly so you can only have a few of those and then it's time to go home and it's not really mm-hmm. a very very overpowering mm-hmm. it's not a, it's not so much a community atmosphere it's really just you go have a few few pints and call it a day but uh you know when you're having a, a low alcohol beer around three percent or four percent you can relax and hang draw out. it out. Yeah. So, looking forward to it. And there's also a couple um, local breweries that are kind of getting more excited about the uh, the idea of having a having a low alcohol beer on the market. Um, a lot of people will see what is being called an ISA or an India Session Ale. Uh, Phillips has the Bottle Rocket, of course, and we've got the Central City um, ISA that just came out recently. So those are all sitting just around 5% or below, um, so it's a take on an IPA, but kind of a sessionable IPA is what they're calling it, um, which are very nice. You've also got the Mount Baby Kolsch, which is a personal favorite of mine, it's 4.5%, so um, that's a really nice summer beer, very sessionable. Um, of course, the, the term session, a lot of people ask exactly what that means. Mm-hmm. Loosely defined, it's um, any beer that you can have two or more of in one sitting, without like without feeling getting, unpleasant, getting super drunk yeah. or blowing out your taste buds or yeah yeah. So two or more is the idea. Um, there was actually a cask recently from Bomber Brewing, the new- newcomers to town, um, called the Bike Root Best Bitter, and it was three point nine percent. Oh, so yeah, so so people are getting more adventurous for um, for biking. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the breweries in town are getting more adventurous and they're acknowledging, you know, that people want to have have a few and they want it to be relaxed and manageable, and I think it's great. Um, also, in the home brewing world, they're seeing a lot of, <clears throat> a lot of milds and pilsners being brewed. Mm-hmm. Um, milds, the traditional English style, and it's, it's really nice. It's really pleasant, right around 3%. Very manageable. Um, it is actually... No one in Vancouver or BC who's produced a mild that I'm aware of uh, commercially, but there is one brewery in Toronto, actually, that, that's commercially producing an English mild at 3% uh, mm-hmm. out of Indie Ale House in Toronto, which I also visited on my recent trip uh, a couple months ago. Very nice. So it, it's, it's taking off. It's a style or a kind of a mentality that... People are approaching with a little more moderation, which is fantastic. And I think uh, cameras uh, fo- definitely focus more on the taste and exactly. Yeah, and cameras are very much in support of that because you know it just it just promotes sensible and responsible drinking and, and really enjoying the product and enjoying the experience, which is not always possible when you're uh, up in the nine, ten, eleven percent range. Mm-hmm. Um, we're running a little bit short on time. Can you give people the information for like if they want to attend uh, right before we head into our, our outro? Yep. Um, everything is available either on the Camera Vancouver website or the Facebook page. Um, the website is really simple. It's just cameravancouver.ca, camera being C-A-M-R-A, so mm-hmm. like a photography camera without the E. 
um, and it's just on the front page there. You can't miss it, and it's all over the Facebook and Twitter as well. And uh, Twitter handle is just Camera YVR, Facebook Camera Vancouver. All the information's there. Great, thanks so much. Um, uh, do we have stereoscopic readouts still com- coming up, Natch? I don't see Darren um, in the hallway, but sometimes he just hangs out in the lounge. I don't see him, but I imagine he'll be by. We All haven't right. heard so stereoscopic readout is like ninety nine percent chance of it coming short. up next. Coming up next, followed by Thunderbird Radio Hell. Yeah, and just to do a quick uh, our weekly pairing oh, of yes. food and music. So I think for this uh, for this week we will pair our sessional cask festival with beer. Yeah, that's um, a good good thing to pair with. What are we pairing it up with? Well, you're gonna take a small dinner break in between the beer, hopefully, and then uh, head off to the music waste warm up at the Astoria this Ooh. Saturday. That sounds fun. Who's playing at it? It's uh, Soft Serve, Tender Hearts, Get Over It, The Poles, Gender Dogs, Stress Eating, and The Flying Heads. Cool. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, um, I think we should play our last song. What song? You, you guys have been talking up this song. Yeah, so we're going to play a song. Um, well, Rob picked it. Maybe he should talk about it. It's one of the bands that's playing the Music Waste warm-up, and actually one of the members of the band actually used to work at CITR. It's, uh, it's, I can see it from here. It's called, it's called Merman, and it's by The Poles. Yeah, so this music video is, um, is uh, quite exciting and features a band member on what looks like Third Beach in a merman suit. So he's kind of flopping around and trying to sing some hardcore music at the same time, and it is uh, uh, quite amusing. Just a disclaimer, if you want to get into Music Waste next year, you should check out this video and do exactly what they've done but make it just slightly better because these guys won us over it's hilarious anyways thank you so much to rob and jacob for being on the show and to rob our beer correspondent uh darren is here so we'll leave you with this song have a great thursday and we'll see you in two weeks